Welcome to a best of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with host Roman Gabriel III. Coming up this hour, we've got Tim Brown, Raiders Hall of Famer, Freddie Scott, former NFL wide receiver, Breck Bassinger and Corey Stewart, actors Bella and the Bulldog, Spencer Tillman, 49ers Super Bowl champ and college football analyst. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Over the next hour, you'll hear what's going on in the sports world from a Christian's perspective. Now, here's your host, Roman Gabriel III. Coming in, good friend of this show and a guy we always love to get together with. Uh, He is the former Heisman Trophy winner from Notre Dame. Uh, Many years in Oakland Raider and now newly crowned Hall of Famer in the NFL. And uh, we're going to talk to him about a couple of very important things today. But first of all, let's say hello to Tim Brown. Tim, how are you, buddy? Doing good, brother. How are you? Awesome. Blessed. Uh, How's it feel now to be a Hall of Famer now? Has it sunk in? Yeah, you know, uh, I think over the last year or so, man, you know, I've had the opportunity to really travel the world, you know, under the new name of Tim Brown Hall of Famer. And uh, so it's been been quite the journey, man. I'm I'm enjoying it and trying to take this... uh, platform God has given me, man, and, you know, let's see if we can do something even bigger and greater with it. you got to work out that hand a little more now. you got to sign a little a little longer with that Hall of Fame on the end, right? I, and I'm happy to do it. <laughs> I'm happy to do it. <laughs> I, I I'm figured doing, you would. I'm doing rich exercises when I'm in the weight room these days, so I'm, I'm prepared for it. Well, I, th- I figured you wouldn't have a problem with that, but, uh, of course, us in the NFL community are excited because you uh, – Long time coming, and uh, you deserve it. And uh, what what a great honor to, especially at a young age, right, to be able to enjoy it for a while. Yeah, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> with all the business stuff I have going on, man. You know, being able to when you call people, it's amazing how they all of a sudden call you back a little quicker now. You know what I mean? And and uh, so I'm just thankful that um, you know a lot of good things are happening, man. And we're just trying to to make the best out of the situation. Now, this will be your first opportunity at the Hall of Fame this summer to induct some new guys coming in, right? The, the, for, uh, I know you've been looking forward to that. Every time I talk to guys that are in the Hall of Fame, they say that that's uh, real special. Yeah, I, I can't wait to be able to go back there and relax, man, and not have to worry about the speech and, you know, where Mama is and where, you, where the kids are and, and all that kind of stuff and just go back and enjoy all the festivities, man, and um and uh, just have a great time. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Tim Brown, Hall of Famer, Oakland Raiders, with us on American Family Radio. And by the way, if you have not picked up his book, uh, he was here last year. The Making of a Man is the name of the book, Tim Brown, How Men and Boys Honor God and Live with Integrity. It's available on Amazon anywhere you buy books. Uh, Please get it. Great read, especially for fathers and for family members with Father's Day coming up. The Making of a Man, Tim Brown. And, Tim, you're in today because in a couple weeks uh, you're going to hold a 22nd annual event uh, as the chairman of athletes and entertainers for kids, nine one one for kids, twenty two years, uh, and now the Tim Brown charity invitational for nine one one for kids at Trump National out in California, uh, happening on May twenty second Sunday night and tournament on May twenty third Monday. Tell me about uh, your love for this organization and how you got involved. Yeah, you know, I, I obviously knew nothing about it. You know, when I first came to California, uh, wasn't aware of the issue that they were having with nine one one, with especially when it came to kids. You know, calling nine one one when a cat went up the tree and when the water hose hose wouldn't turn off, and 
So it was a big, big problem. And um, so Howie Long and uh, Kathy Ireland had started uh, Athletes and Entertainers for Kids, and um, Howie had just started 911 for Kids, and he was getting ready to retire. So um, he came in the locker room one day and yelling my name, where's Tim Brown? And I was ducking and dodging because the big man sounded like he was, he was mad. I didn't know why he was calling my name. So <laughs> um, so he cornered me in, in the in the locker room and basically pointed his finger at my chest and said, hey, at least Kim is going to call you and you should do what she tell you to do. And uh, so I, I figured the smart thing to do was just say, yes, sir, and keep on moving. And that's what I did. And uh, at least called me a week later, and we've been we've been together for you know going on 23 years now, uh, working charity charity events together, and and uh, this 911 golf tournament we do is uh, something we take a lot of pride in because we have the opportunity to honor some kids who have used 911 to save a family member's life, and it's a very special moment for these kids, and, and obviously for everybody involved. Tim Brown, the, the chairman of the Tim Brown Celebrity Golf Classic 911 for Kids uh, on May 23rd, Sunday night, Trump National Golf Club in California, uh, just south of Los Angeles. Tournament, celebrity tournament. Some of the guys that are going to be there, uh, Willie Galt, former Chicago Bear, uh, Jerry Rice, a great wide receiver, San Francisco 49ers, Ronnie Lott, uh, Rick Roden, former uh, ace for the Dodgers and a great golfer in his own right. Tom Flores, Steve Berline, former Notre Dame guy. Uh, so pretty, pretty good group of guys coming to support you in this, Tim. Yeah, you know, it, you know, uh, when you when you plant at a nice facility and and uh, you have a nice charity that um, people understand what you're trying to accomplish, um, you know, it, it's not hard to get guys out. And you know, the name of the foundation is Athletes and Entertainers for Kids. So. You know, we're getting a lot of actors and actresses out also, man, and um, so it's really, really a, a great event. Um, I don't say that because it's my event. I say it because, you know, we have a lot of people to come out to make it a very great event, and um, so we look forward to it every year. And tell me about Trump National. Uh, obviously, this is a beautiful layout on the coast. Uh, it been redone. It, uh, it, I think they used to play the Michael Douglas event there. So tell me about Trump National and the kind of course we're talking about here. Yeah, you know, I, I actually hadn't played this course. I guess I may have played it, played it like years ago, like, you know, when I was still playing. Uh, but, um, you know, so I don't, I don't recall. I've been getting pictures and all that kind of stuff and, and watching it and looking at it on the Internet. But, um uh, but I played some Trump courses before, and they're very, very difficult courses to play. So they're beautiful courses, no doubt about it. And um, so I think uh, I think our people are going to have a great time. Obviously, with the scenery, uh, you know, we, this is going to be our first year at Trump uh, Trump International. Uh, but um, at the same time, we're really looking forward to to being there, and hopefully, being there for some years to come. Tim Brown with us right here on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. And, Tim, uh, just so people know out there, this isn't just 911 for kids. I mean, obviously that's important. But you also do a youth camp for fatherless boys uh, in the California area through this organization uh, the Nas- as a national chairman. Uh, talk about the Tim Brown Mentor Mini Camp. Yeah, it's, it's really one of my favorite events of the year, man. It's, um, it's an opportunity for me to... To speak to 120 to 175 kids just depends on the year, and uh, most of these kids don't have a clue uh, of who their father is, or don't have a, a positive real, uh, mo- uh, male role model in their life. So, um, so it's my opportunity, man, to really try and um, to to pour into these kids. You know, my experiences in life, and and um, you know. Uh, and not just all the Heisman Trophy uh, Hall of Fame stuff, but some of the things that I had to endure, 
you know, when I was younger. And um, so I, I think from that standpoint, you know, you, you really connect with the kids. And another thing, we, we had the luxury of having CHP in California to, to partner with us. So, uh, and they are signing up as mentors for these kids. So, so it's a, uh, it's a great, great event, man, that I look forward to every year. And, uh, we're really trying to do more of those events, all, more of those kind of events, uh, all over the country if we possibly can, you know. And if you want more information about 911 for Kids, the website's 911forkids, that's F-O-R-K-I-D-S, 911forkids.com. And, well, of course, we're looking forward to uh, seeing you out there and seeing everybody. Uh, you know, what a great place to play, great time of year. And, uh, Tim, you know, one of the things that we all know and that you and I both know is the next generation is so important. And uh, you've been a, a great role model, you and your wife, uh, in the community, not just in the Dallas community where you live, but through this organization and other things that you've been involved in. But but the one thing that always seems to carry over for me is just your love for kids. Yeah, you know, it's it's a scary, scary time moment that we're in right now, man, because more and more kids I talk to, fewer and fewer of these kids are going to going to church on a regular basis, man. And to me, it's just with, with the social media world that's out there and, and the influence of the big world that, that that's on these kids, uh, for them not to have counter-argument for, for some of the things that they're they're hearing, it's pretty scary to me. I, I did a event here in Dallas right after the Hall of Fame last August, it was about 252 football players, five different teams uh, in the room. And I asked a simple question, how many of you kids go to church on a regular basis? And out of those 250 kids, maybe 10 to 12 kids raised their hand. And I was shocked. I mean, I was literally shocked. I mean, I just thought, you know, hey, everybody gets up to go to church. And uh, then I expanded that question to ask uh, how many go, you know, once a month. And maybe another 10 to 15 kids raised their hand. And, you know, when you look at that number, the percentage of just those 252 kids who are probably the leaders in their school, um, I was just blown away, you know, by the numbers that could, you know, number of kids that could possibly not be going to church on a, on a regular basis. So, um, you know, so I think from that standpoint, you know, it is incumbent on people who have the ability to reach kids and have the platform to reach kids to remind these kids that they, they can't just go through this world and, and learn everything through social media or through, you know, what the world is offer, offering them. They have to have that, um, that, that, that counter-argument, like I said before, and that being, you know, what the Bible is asking you to do. So, Tim Brown. From that standpoint, brother, I appreciate it. Oakland Raiders Hall of Famer. You're listening to a best-of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Coming up in this segment, we'll hear from Freddie Scott, former NFL wide receiver. Make sure you go to fspn.net for the Faith Family Sports Programming Network and follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Very special guest coming in. I've been looking forward to talking to this guy. and He and I have a lot of things in common. He uh, played in the NFL from 96 to 99 uh, with the Falcons, Colts, and Lions. But what he's doing now is probably having a larger impact than when he played football, and I feel the same way about my own career. We both have it in common, having two dads that were rather famous NFL football players. His dad was Freddie Scott. Mine, of course, uh, was Roman Gabriel. But this uh, this gentleman is involved heavy duty in ministry, changing and affecting people's lives uh, through his f- deep faith in God and uh, he's involved as an NFL spokesman for All Pro Dad, which we definitely support. We love Tony Dungy and everything they do over there. 
Uh, he's involved as the founder and president of Unlock the Champion. He's a minister, youth counselor, public speaker, author of a book called The Dad I Wish I Had, and he's out there helping young NFL players that come into the league prepare for life and to overcome paths that may have uh, debilitated their uh, opportunities now and in the future. So our guest, Freddie Scott II. Freddie, how are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you? Awesome. Blessed. Great to have you on our program, and uh, you are the epitome of what we love to talk with and, and, and who we have on our program, people who are life changers, people who are difference makers, people who are making a difference in other people's lives using their platform, and that's what you're doing. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about is you're dealing with something that all of us as Christians across the country are extremely concerned with. Yes, we've got problems overseas. Yes, we've got violence going on. Yes, we've got a lot of things that are in the news. we got people out of the job. But one thing that's not being talked about enough is the family in America, because that's where it all starts, and that's where it could end. You're exactly right. And when you look at just the raw numbers, uh, I just had a purpose of talking to uh, a national organization that works with uh, children and we looked at the fact that today over 40% of children born are in America today are born to an unwed mother. It's 72% when you look in the African-American community. 72% of African-American children are born to an unwed mother. So when you're talking about the deterioration of family, uh, you're talking about it becoming now the norm for that nuclear family, husband and wife, having children is now almost abnormal. And so it is a really an uphill climb that a lot of children are sort of uh, being born into. Now, I'm not saying that moms aren't doing a great job, and I understand there's a lot of different factors, but when you compare what's happening to what is God's best, there is clearly a difference between the two. And I'm sure if all of us thought back and said, you know, when I thought when I was a kid about and had a dream about what I wanted my family to look like, you know, are we lined up with that picture that God really initially gave us, or are life circumstances starting to drive the decisions and sort of have led us down a pathway that we look back and say, man, how in the world do we get here from where I thought I would be? Freddie Scott II is our guest uh... NFL player, 96 to 99, but doing something really cool now, and that's working with rookies, working with young NFL players. And one of the things that we see across the board, we see the results of that lifestyle, Freddie. And, of course, sports tends to highlight that even greater when you see some of the problems that players are having across the world of sports, which are no different than the world. But because they're so high impact, because they're so well seen, because they're covered and on national TV, uh, when they have a problem, it's everybody's news. Uh, so tell me about what you're doing with young NFL players. Well, we've been fortunate to be able to be asked to be a part of the NFL player engagement platform. And that platform uh, covers programs from high school athletes, uh, college athletes, so we travel and visit you know, different colleges and talk to different football teams across the country. I've been a part of the NFL Rookie Symposium uh, for the past three years, going on the fourth year with that, and then even working with uh, former players of the NFL Players Association uh, and programming to help players. So really, we're working with guys across the spectrum. Before you, c- before you come into the game, 
why you're in the game, and then how do you transition to life afterwards. But at the end of the day, these men are men that are being raised and, and come from our community. And we're starting to see uh, that it's the same issues of manhood. What does it mean to be a man? You know, how do I define myself? What validates me? Well, how am I going to be affirmed if I'm not playing athletics? Because my entire self-esteem has been wrapped up into this thing called football. It's the same thing whether or not it's from when our dads played, when we played, or these young kids are playing. We're seeing the same, same situations. And so we're providing a lot of awareness and education on authentic manhood. What does it really mean to be a man? What does it really mean to be able to leave the type of legacy that you really desire to to leave and not allow life circumstances and life situations to be the driver? But truly, that's the reason why we call uh, the name of our nonprofit is Unlock the Champion. We There is greatness on the inside of you. And yes, athletics might be cool. It might be something that's provided a platform. But that's all it is. It's just a platform for what God really wants you to do in life. And at the end of the day, all of us are called to influence, especially as men. All of us have been called to influence lives around us. And honestly, all of us are already influencing people around us. The only question is, how are we influencing them? Are we influencing them towards the things of God, or are we influencing them to justify rebelling and not doing what God's already called them to do. And so we just encourage men just to truly be inward-led, to be to dream, to dare to dream, dare to be a game-changer, you know, be the voice and not the echo, you know, be the person that's willing to stand for their convictions, stand for their core values, stand for what they believe in, and be daring enough to be the leader of themselves and of those around them to leave the legacy that they really believe they, they desire to do. We're visiting on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio with Freddie Scott II. Uh, Freddie, one of the things that's concerned me being around the NFL most of my life, having a father who played 18 years in the NFL, who has coached, um, I've played myself and coached, and, and then some of the programs just like yours. Um, one of the things that, that we've found that's interesting to me, and I'd like you to, to, to take this on, is you know, we hear the NFL talking about wanting to see positive role models in, in, in their community of NFL players, and we have so many positive role models. And I remember talking to Tony Dungy and him saying, you know, he felt like 95% of the players know what they're doing and do, do their best. There are positive role models. They try to be um, strong and to use their, um, use their platform for positive things. But one of the questions I have for you is, you know, most people don't know about what you were talking about, about the rookie symposium, about working with young players, about the, the NFL's behind-the-scenes acts. But one thing that concerns me is we have so many positive role models that are athletes of faith, family, and football. But yet it seems like the NFL sometimes is skittish about showing those athletes publicly, about coming out and showing that it's okay to love God, that it's okay to, to, to love faith and family, and that concerns me. And... Well, there's going to be, there's only so much the NFL, quote-unquote, will be able to do. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's really our personal responsibility to live the life that the people around us can see. You know, we're thrown into this conversation about, well, what is our role really in society? And what should that conversation look like? And they're still trying to sort of find their groundwork to 
you know, not open up too many legal doors <laughs> one way or the other. But when you when it boils down to it, what God has said in His Word, and and us being men of character, men after God's own heart, guys like that are gonna start shining so bright that you can't put that that you can't take that candle out. And so it's one of those things where I think God is strategically sort of putting us in situations where um, these guys, the NFL may not necessarily want to promote it, but you can't help but promote guys that are doing things the right way on and off the field. Freddie, about two minutes left on Sold Out Sports Talk on AFR Talk, and you know one of the things that our organization has been doing since 2003 is understanding that if we lose this next generation of young people, then we're in a serious, serious trouble. And we're seeing that now, the results of that on the college campus. We're seeing the lack of godly principles, of morals. We're seeing Christian organizations that are being kicked off college campuses. We're seeing a lack of conversation being able to be had about morals and character and spiritual things. And it's become all about academics and indoctrination and our kids come out of high school, and the statistics say that those kids that are in, in church don't go back to church. Uh, so what is your thoughts, and what are you talking to young men about in terms of their responsibility to teach their kids? About one minute. You know what? That's a perfect, perfect segue. Uh, we launched recently launched a, a fatherhood and mentoring initiative called the M46 Project. And that's for Malachi 4 and 6, which stands for turning the hearts of fathers to to their children and children to their fathers. And I believe God's plan is always the best plan. The original evangelism on the earth is the Father, is us as men influencing our children. It's not the school's responsibility to indoctrinate our children or teach. Uh, God established the household, the family. That's where it starts. That's where it ends. So we have a program that gives dads downloadable discussion cards to engage in these life-affirming, these faith-based uh, character development uh, conversations to be able to speak life and blessing into the children and into the children as a mentor. And so that way, regardless of where they're thrown in life, we're not going to be based with our child's future and their spiritual growth. is not going to be based on a school. It's going to be based on me as a husband, me as a father, me as a mentor. Freddie Scott at Freddie Scott on Twitter. You're listening to a best of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, we'll hear from Breck Bassinger and Corey Stewart, who are actors from Bella and the Bulldog. Make sure you go to fspn.net for the Faith Family Sports Programming Network and follow Roman on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III Fan Page. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on AFR Talk. Uh, looking forward to a great Super Bowl here on Media Row. Super Bowl 50, and I've told people all week long, uh, only Super Bowl ever with a number, the number 50. Roman numeral been put away for this one, but uh, you guys may be around for 100 when they break it back out. Uh, me, I don't know. Uh, but here we're here with some Nickelodeon stars at Super Bowl week, and what better place to talk about than to talk about a show about football that takes place in Dallas, no, Dallas, Texas, Silverado, Texas. Is that silver? Is that right? Yes. Uh, I'm with uh, Breck Bessinger and Coy Stewart. Yes. Coy plays Troy on Nickelodeon's Bella and the Bulldogs, and this young lady plays the quarterback that takes his job. That's yes. right. 
Wow, that's kind of scary. It is. You you have to be humbled a little bit, right? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Okay, so for everybody out there that watches TV, it's on Nickelodeon. Yes. You're normally on Wednesday nights, right? Mm -hmm. That's correct. And you have a special show coming February, Wednesday. February 13th. It's actually going to be on a Saturday. On a Saturday. So is this like a special program or just a... Yeah, it's right before Valentine's Day, so it's supposed to be like the Valentine's Day special. Great, great. Okay, so two years in the making. So... what I'm getting here is this is relationship-based. There there must be something going on between you guys, the former quarterback, Correct. and the young lady that takes the quarterback spot at this middle school. So yes. tell me about the show and about uh, about what people can expect when they watch. Obviously, it's a family show, right? Yes, 100%. Okay, great. We're a faith, family, and sports network, so that works really well. Works great. Yeah, yeah. So sure. tell me all about that. So at first, uh, Troy and Bella kind of butt heads because yeah. he is – not 100% okay with it. Absolutely, yeah. But he, who a- would be? Absolutely. I mean, you know, my character, once you watch the show, you'll see my character is a very uh, confident young man. <laughs> very confident. Um, so to be dethroned uh, in general, but not only that, by a girl um, is not Well, I played pro cool. football. I was a quarterback. So if, if, I w- if somebody took my job, I wouldn't be excited. And yes. if it was a girl that took my job, I really wouldn't be excited. Exactly. Right. exactly. So, uh, you know, and that's also why I'm glad to be part of the show is to kind of break down those barriers and show that, hey, maybe girls can play as good well as and we they can. are if they you look are. around the yeah. country right now Absolutely. there are girls playing a lot a lot of situations whether right. it's flag or high school or junior high yep. um it's really interesting Absolutely. to see and of course with title nine there are so many opportunities for young ladies for scholarships that didn't exist years ago to go to college in a lot of sports so right. you exactly. guys are kind of breaking the barrier with the show i don't know if there's been a show like this on there that's, hasn't. yeah that's why we're proud to you know be a part of it yeah and so i love being able to be the example for young kids to watch this. Okay, are we talking about 13-week run is what we do, or is it longer? Uh, we did 20. 20 this year. Okay, so, yeah. so where are we taking the story this year? What can people look uh, on the program this year? Well, uh, the, in, I'll let you I'll let you. Tell okay, you. well, they the in the first season, the Bulldogs are unable to play in the playoffs because there's a rule that the opponent coach brings up that girls can't play and so they aren't allowed to but then this upcoming season so they really just kind of want to get that back and Bella wants to be able to play in the playoffs and so just kind of see where they go in the season yeah so the whole season second season is all about just uh kind of working to get back to the playoffs okay so I assume that the coach is a pretty big player in this so so who who plays the coach in this the amazing Dorian Wilson yes Yes. Um, (laughs) he's the best oh my goodness he you know he's a seasoned actor He's yeah, been he's in, been in so... He's been in, like, everything. Yeah. So, Watching Friends, I'm like, is that Dorian? Yeah, like, yeah, sisters? yeah. I'm like, whoa. He's in, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. everything. So he's in everything. how does the coach handle this problem? Um, well, well, not problem. I guess how, how does he deal with, you know, the rest of the team? Because, see, in football, it's a team sport, so everybody sure. has to be on board. So I assume that there are going to be some factions sure. that like yeah. her and some that want you to be the quarterback, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, and I think that coach actually plays a huge part in that mm-hmm. um, because it was his idea to bring her... And onto the team. Throughout the season, we learn that Bella is what's best for the team. Exactly. And the team, her teammates end up learning that, so they really become a family Except throughout 
the show. Now, what happens with you? Do you well, do you... I become wide receiver, so I'm, ah. not, I'm not. And he becomes star wide receiver, so it's okay. what's so for he's, him too. So he's happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't get completely bent. See, we I'm have a just... lot of truth in this story because yeah. that's what happens a lot. Is is sometimes when the quarterback's talented. And someone else takes the spot. They got to find somewhere else they can use him. Exactly. That exactly. happened at Ohio State this year. They had three great quarterbacks, and one yeah. of them went to wide receiver. And now he's going to have a chance to play pro football this there year. There you so. go. And yeah, I think that's a, a really. Uh, now, how about the football stuff? Do we? Is it mostly off the field, or do we do any stuff? Practice games where no, you see game. I mean, it's. It's, what, what are we looking at? It's real football. I mean, you know, yeah. we have a in our in on set in our parking lot. We have a football field and okay, so they lay down a little turf and lay down yeah. a little turf and we so get to work. so see we see football absolutely so, so are you you guys in your contact for you guys you have doubles or do you guys do it it's us it's all it's us. us well a lot of the tackling they will get doubles but all of the for throwing sure. and playing you're there, yeah. there okay so you us. guys are loving your doubles then right oh yeah. my gosh there was this one time she my double she literally got hit and like did she a helicoptered, helicoptered and i was like from, oh my gosh and i go out there and I'm like did y'all see that i'm already up and walking yeah, and everyone's yeah, like yeah. oh whatever Brack. let me give you guys advice you got to take care of those doubles in football oh, we used to have sure. guys that never played in a game but their job was to be the other team yeah and they got beat up all so week long wow. and we had to be good to them because yeah. we said you know what you guys are doing a great job of showing us what we're going to see and without you we can't win exactly so take care of those doubles Absolutely. man they're getting physical out there they make us look good so they we do. love it we have love you it. guys heard of the movie woodlawn no i haven't uh, with caleb castillo we'll have to get you done uh, caleb played two national championship teams at alabama wow and he told the story of tony nathan 11 year pro with the with the dolphins it's a true story okay. and it's about his life and it's about uh, uh how a high school football team comes together through racial uh, tension during the late 60s and early 70s. That's amazing. So we'll have to give you one of those DVDs because yeah. you guys like football. You'll really enjoy yeah, this story. Sure. Yeah. True story, which is cool. Yeah. All right, Nickelodeon. We're at Super Bowl week with these guys. Mm -hmm. uh, Bella and the Bulldogs. Bella right here is Breck Bassinger. Coy is the spurned quarterback who becomes a star <laughs> receiver, That's Troy. Right. That's right. And you can see it on Wednesday nights and, of course, a special one. On Saturday the 19th, a Valentine's Day special on Nickelodeon. Yes. I'm going to have to get my, well, I've got a granddaughter who's five, another one who's four. I've got a grandson who just got his first football uniform for Christmas. Oh, okay. So we'll have to get them to watch it with for mom sure. and dad. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and so what would you say would be the audience range for this, for this show? I've had, honestly, I've been recognized by a three-year-old. Oh, I've been yeah. recognized by a 17-year-old. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so, so we've got a huge range, and I think that's a cool thing, too, is that um, for a lot of the guys watching, it's got that football element. So it's not just... But um, for the girls, they're still like, exactly. Bella has her friends, and there's boy trouble, like love triangle. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, how, so how many... Uh, who's on the film that's working with you on the football? Do you have somebody that works with you on the football on this in terms of that? Yes. Teaching you some things about how to be a football player? I cannot remember. Because we, we had one who did we did private lessons with, and then we have one that's on set with us just kind of Now, is he a former player? He, he played is. at um, Clemson. At Clemson, okay. Yes. Yeah, he, yes, he played at Clemson, and he was personally my favorite because he – he was there from day one, and, and he went. I mean, he was he went hard. On okay, that so season. how? Let me tell you, how hard do you guys work on your football skills for this? Um, before the beginning of each season, we train for first time. We train like two, two weeks, weeks, like every oh wow, single, yeah, every awesome. Day. And, um, and even not just the dynamics of just the the physicality of it and the tech the technicality of it, but just like how to walk like a exactly, yeah, like the cadence and, and to all really, the little things yeah. exactly. Because uh, I feel like that when you watch it. 
that's important. You know well, I mean? the more the more authentic you are with the football, the more believable. Absolutely. Exactly. And that was a cool thing that Nickelodeon did is that they really wanted us to look like real football players because if we didn't, then it wouldn't it wouldn't, it wouldn't come off right. It wouldn't have worked. So. Well, these days there's so much good sports stuff out there that yeah. wasn't there before that that people who watch want to know that it's authentic. So sure. I'm going to watch and to critique you two. Do it. Oh, no. See how it, it. see how it works. <laughs> yes. All right, I'm going to ask you a question here. Okay. We're a faith family and sports network. Okay. We're all about the youth of America. Uh, tell me, you know, I speak to junior high and high school kids across the country, and I'd like you to I'd like you to talk to our young people out there. What grades are you guys in in real life? We're both graduated. We just graduated both of us just a graduated. month ago, like a, a week, week ago. ago. From junior high or high school? High school. High school. You guys, high school graduates. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know what it's like to graduate from high school. Absolutely. All right, first, I know a lot of students out there that would like to be entertainers, would like to be actors, would like to be pro sports for people, sure, would like sure. to be doctors. What would you tell young people out there with your success about how they can be successful? Um, I would just start by saying you have to be committed, and I think that, that nobody can see the vision that you see for yourself. Um, and, and you're the only person who knows yourself true in your heart so if this is something that you want to do like you said whether it's a doctor or a lawyer or an actor or an actress or whatever the case may be um, nobody can get you there but yourself and of course you're yeah. going to have friends and family who help you and support you and sometimes you're not going to have that um, but if it's something that you want to do then you have to stay committed and you have to put the work in and and you know Greg and I didn't just get here by showing know, up walking no. in and you, you know, have to work how about so you what would you say yeah. I mean I think you hit it right on the nose but just uh Having a good work ethic and sure. not quitting. A lot of times, especially in perseverance. our industry, perseverance, one hundred percent. Absolutely, because I feel like for both of us, we've had times. I mean, not just moments. I mean, years. You know, this, this is like a special moment for me because I get a lot of kids who ask all the time, "What's it like to play pro football? What's it like to be, you know, I want to be an actor or a musician?" Mm -hmm. um, tell them how hard it is to do what you do in terms easy. in terms of just the work schedule. What you guys it do? It is. I went twelve weeks with out a full day off it was not one full that. day I off. That. by the end of it i was like i just need one day just one day to myself sure. where i can sleep i yeah. just need sleep and the thing is that's where the dedication comes in and that's where the vision comes in and that's mm -hmm. where the passion for it comes in you because yes. those 12 weeks if you love what you do those 12 weeks is worth it even though 100 you're exhausted and you just want to sleep it's so fun it's so much fun here's a question i want you to answer for our students out there and, and uh sure. you know this is one that comes up a lot okay how many times have you guys failed before you got here? Oh my gosh, more times than I've succeeded, that's for sure. Yes. I mean, like I was saying before, we've had, I mean, I've had it a whole year. I had no work, you know what I you mean? You go on auditions and it's no, 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 no. no, no. no. It's, too short, I mean, too tall, too big, too small. So like. way more no's than yeses, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you just have to, again, that's where the vision comes in and you just have to see yourself. I see it happening, you know, I can see it make, I can see it. and so. The no's, don't, the no's don't matter. It's the yeses that are important. You know, you know, this is really cool for me because it's one thing for me to tell them that, and we do. We have a video program, 365 a year for our kids, with people like you that talk to them about success That's and about amazing. life skills. And But when they hear it coming from you guys the same age and see that, uh, you know, you can come through difficult things if you persevere. If you're disciplined, you can get what you want. Absolutely. And it's how bad you want it, right? Absolutely. Yes. Well, you guys are passionate. I like it. Thank Nickelodeon. You. It's uh, Bell and the Bulldogs. Catch them on their special Saturday, the 19th of February, regularly on Wednesday. And, uh, guys, appreciate you coming into Sold Out Sports Talk. It's great to Thank you talk so to much. two people that uh, play a little football and act, too. That's cool. <laughs> thank you. Congratulations. Thank you yes, thank you.
You're listening to a best-of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, we'll hear from Spencer Tillman, 49ers Super Bowl champ and college football analyst. In the meantime, make sure you go to the Faith Family Sports Programming Network at fspn.net and follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III Fan Coming in with us, well, there's no difference between the two guys. This guy here is a guy who loves Jesus, uh, played at Oklahoma where he was a national champion, uh, running back, uh, then a Super Bowl champion with the San Francisco 49ers, but more importantly, a brother in Christ and uh, somebody who's doing some great work that uh, we've gotten to know each other very well over the last year, and he's been a guest on this show. Uh, last time we caught up with him, as I said, was uh, Super Bowl 50 in San Francisco, but our good friend Spencer Tillman, anyway, this here on Sold Out. Spencer, how are you, buddy? Oh, I don't mean to brag, but I'm doing pretty good for an old man. Roman, how are you doing, my friend? Well, don't say that you're an old man because I'm two <laughs> years older than you. So uh, oh, if you're young. an old man, then I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> no, you look good. You look great. Last time I saw you in Houston, as a matter of fact, a few days ago, you were looking great. So um, you're, you're not much worse for wear. You're doing fine. Well, it was, it, it was always great to see you. We had a good time in Houston, and uh, we're there for – for a purpose, and uh, of course, Super Bowl Fifty One in Houston coming back there, Spencer. Ten years later, uh, they did a great job last time around, and and I'm sure this is going to be a great one as well. Yeah, it should be. You know, we lost football here. If you recall, back in the late '90s, and uh, Bob McNair, the owner of the Houston Texans, was gracious and uh, put up the dollars to, to bring football back to Houston, and uh, that was in the early 2000s. And we've been rolling ever since, and it's been a great organic process, but we've had the Super Bowl one other time uh, prior to this upcoming Super Bowl in 2016-17, so that was back in 2007, I want to believe, somewhere around that time. And maybe uh, maybe the, the most exciting Super Bowl game that we've seen between yeah. the Patriots and the Panthers, I remember. It was a great football game coming down to the last second field goal. Yeah, and we get a chance to perhaps duplicate that or at least match it again, and that's the, the fun thing about it. You know, like all the other postseason uh, pinnacle events, we get a chance to know years in advance, in some cases, where the Super Bowl will be. It's not like the NBA or baseball where those two cities determine where it's going to be. And, and that, that kind of gives you a chance to build that anticipation. So we are on tiptoes of anticipation here in Houston, Texas, waiting for the Super Bowl to come back. But in the meantime, we're planning, uh, as are you, uh, to, to have a, a great event series leading up to that. So we're, we're excited here. Spencer Tillman's with us, and of course, if I took the time to go over his resume, we would waste all of our time. But I will say, CBS for 17 years, college football, you've seen him as an anchor at the desk. He's called games. Also, Fox, um, Houston Texans, um, and what uh, he was just talking about, which is going to be an incredible event the week after Super Bowl. Um, He's been doing it for about four years now. It's the Lombardi Awards. And uh, what's cool about it is, as you probably know, it is the Lombardi Defensive Lineman Award that's given out. Uh, but what uh, Spencer has done is taken the Lombardi Awards, uh, which is named after, of course, the Super Bowl trophy. Uh, but you're going to find out some things today that it has a big connection to college football and that Vince Lombardi and his family wanted much more than just uh, to be heard in the Super Bowl. So, Spencer, tell us, uh, we've talked a little bit about the Lombardi Awards, but I know you're looking forward to really kicking it to the next level the week after Super Bowl in Houston, Texas. 
Yeah, the Reader's Digest version of it is really interesting. Uh, about four or five years ago, some principals at the Rotary Club of Houston, who are the rights holders to the Lombardi Award, came to us, Axiom Productions, my company, and said, is, is there something you could do to help raise the profile of our event? And my initial thought, I'm always a, you know, kind of looking at the, 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 the reasons for why things weren't successful before and then possibly move, removing those constraints to try to, to give a clear pathway to some success. So we began the hard work of looking at what was, and for nearly 50 years, the event was kind of sequestered away and kind of buried, and, and no one really knew it. And it was a shame because the narrative was really compelling. In 1969, when Vince Lombardi was diagnosed with cancer, uh, he had relatives here in the Houston area who were very helpful in that process. A couple of them happened to be Rotarians, and the long and short of it was after he passed in 69 or 70, uh, the NFL a year later appropriated his name for the use of the Super Bowl trophy, the game's highest team honor. Uh, a year prior to that, two businessmen who were members of the Rotary Club of Houston went to Marie Lombardi and asked her for the right to use the Lombardi name and leverage it for purposes of raising funds for cancer cures. She granted him that right. So if you follow the timeline there, the story is that the college award had the right to use the Lombardi name a full year before the NFL appropriated it for its top honor. But the problem is you know, the NFL is a marketing machine and the Rotary Club of Houston is not. Um, the leadership structure, it changes every year. It's very tough to get traction with ideas and, and leadership was very slow to get that traction. So the, the wisdom of them was to go to people outside of their purview to find some solutions, and we did that. Uh, we went to CBS Sports. Sean McManus gave us a couple of hours on the, the network station there, and uh, we incubated it for a few years, perfected the whole process of broadcast, and um, now are in the position to scale it. So we're excited about it, and that's in part what you were here for last week, uh, to kind of uh, unpack what's possible with your outstanding effort initiatives. And uh, we see the world the same way. So we're going to leverage what God has put before us to do something really special. Spencer Tillman's here with us, um, heading up the Lombardi Awards, which will be a week after the Super Bowl in Houston. And uh, one of the things uh, that I love about this program is, you know, there are a lot of awards programs out there. And believe me, you know, there's nothing wrong with awards programs. Um, but the real question happens when we finish the awards program. You know, how are we impacting uh, those around us? And um, if you would... Tell our audience about how uh, youth get involved in this. There's the Lombardi Junior Awards and how student athletes are impacted through this. Yeah, in 2012, you know, the notion of creating the Junior Lombardi Award was kind of hatched, and um, we did it on a national basis. And with the idea, it almost sounds inverted. You would go local first, but we needed to scale it and make it national first. And then the following year, they instituted uh, the Junior Lombardi's Awards, just focused here in Houston. The idea is a module kind of junior or a facsimile, a reasonable facsimile of what we're doing on the national level with its own local show. We would take the, the announcement and the winner and invite them to our big show. Uh, they wouldn't necessarily be front and center and part of that. We just want that culture to be shared, uh, the culture of leadership and excellence. And so we began here in Houston, Texas, where the award began. And uh, the plan is to propagate that and spread that out throughout the United States and cities across America. And that's a little bit more down the road for us, about three years. But you will be able to have uh, Junior Lombardi's at your particular school uh, moving forward. And so we're, we're doing some things with respect to tweaking the categories of who's eligible and so forth, which will have an impact on that, and that's an organic process that's taking place. But in the meantime, we'll be rolling out uh, Halo events, uh, a kind of a 
seven-pillared or seven-tiered approach that is representative of the seven major institutions that all cultures have, and briefly a few of them are education, arts and entertainment, of which sport is a member of football in particular. You've got uh, business, government, you have family, religion, media. All of these pillars have to be uh, integral to the success of any thriving culture. And what they all have in common is this idea of leadership. And that's the virtue and the brand that Lombardi stands for. So we're going to appropriate this iconic teacher, educator, mentor, friend. He was uh, so, so much of an innovator, to be sure. We're going to take his leadership approach to things and propagate it throughout those seven institutions and be able to honor people uh, within those institutions who represent the type of leadership that Lombardi demonstrated. And we're talking far beyond the white lines of a football field. Leadership is the attribute in greatest demand, yet shortest supply, and there's no other iconic figure, at least at that level in football in particular, that exemplifies that better than Lombardi did. Spencer Tillman is with us, uh, the head of Lombardi Awards, coming up in Houston after Super Bowl 51. And, uh, you know, Spencer, one of the things that we love to do on this show is we love to encourage family. We love to encourage moms and dads that as difficult as sometimes things can look outside in terms of some of the things that their kids come up against, some of the thoughts, some of the things being taught to children today in schools that are so against biblical principles. What I love about your program is, is that those pillars that you just talked about um, can be used to, to give what the world would call life skills, but what you and I call biblical principles. And tell, tell me why, for parents out there, biblical principles and life skills training is so important. Well, that, that's a huge question, and, and it's a great one, too. And I'll give it my old college try. I, I can tell you that, you know, as Christians, we're called to be as wise as serpents and to understand, count up the cost. There are the scriptures are replete with examples where we are admonished to consider the conditions around us before we do anything. We are to pursue peace. We are to seek the wisdom of counsel. Forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. There are purposes and reasons for that, because there is protection, there is wisdom when we come together and share with like-minded people. And so we're not necessarily told to stay away from the areas that the secular space is claimed that, I, that is our media, our government, and all these other areas. As Christians, we have to stake our claim. You know, I'm from Oklahoma, and we're known as Sooners in Oklahoma. Some people call us cheaters because we went out and staked our claim before everybody had access to the land run. But the bottom line is we had wisdom. We had an understanding that in order to stake our claim, we had to be wise and to understand the context of our situation. The world is in a very difficult place right now, and it's one that Christians should be aware of. Big picture, there are 7 billion people on planet Earth. And of those 7 billion, according to Gallup, 5 billion of them are adults age 15 and older. And of those, Roman, 3 billion are telling Gallup that they're full-time formally employed or seeking full-time formal employment. But here's the problem. There are only 1.8 billion full-time formal jobs created in the world today. So if you do the math, that leaves us with a 1.2 billion shortfall in full-time formal jobs. Well, what does that have to do with what the question that you asked? Well, people are going to fail more because of globalization, information technology. Folks are able to collaborate and compete for jobs in Bangalore, India, and China that they couldn't even think about just 15 or 10 years ago. That has real implications for us competing in the world today. We're going to have to be more resilient. Why? Because we're going to fail more. We're going to lose more of those jobs. Uh, and then the attitude that's required to come back as a result of a setback becomes more important than even academic prowess in some ways. And we are big-time advocates of academia here at the Lombardi Awards. 
Lombardi himself was a tremendous teacher of Latin, physics, and so forth. But what we also understand is every Christian should. The bigger context says we don't know or should we care that those things are important. The bottom line is there are more people that are able to collaborate and compete for those shrinking number of jobs. Therefore, we have to be creative. We have to have enterprise architecture to look at the problem and come up with an innovative way to address it. We almost have to view job mobility as with a badge of honor. You know, when I was growing up, Roman, my mom used to always talk about, hey, you can't keep down a job. She would be critical of people, people of her era. Spencer, we love you, brother. Thanks for coming in. We'll look forward to talking to you soon. All right, Roman. Take care. Thank you, buddy. Spencer Tillman, former Oklahoma national champion, running back as well as San Francisco 49ers. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III on AFR Talk. Podcasts of this program are available at AFR.net. Thanks for listening, and join us again next week for Sold Out Sports Talk. Now I'm a sold-out believer.